Hello and welcome to A Pinch of Magic with me, Rebecca Anuwin. So today's episode is a little bit different as I have a rather exciting personal update today. So um, I want to share this personal update with you and to talk about the process that I've been through and am very much still in so that you can see how I've weaved magic into or rather how the magic really has been a catalyst for all of this change and how sometimes when we don't quite know what's going on, that actually maybe the universe does know a little bit better than us. So last year, it probably is about eight or nine months ago, I set a massive magical intention. I was like, right, let's put this magic to work. And one of the things I did after I set the intention was to create a sigil. Now we've talked about sigils before. So I created a statement I took out all the vowels, I took out all the all the repeated letters and I created a pattern. And it was a really beautiful pattern, actually. Um, it kind of actually looks like a butterfly. That wasn't the intention, but actually that does make sense as I say it out loud. And I have a magical ink, a ink that's infused with like herbs and colour and it's aligned with um, astrology and it comes in a little jar with a brush. And so every day... For months and months and months, I drew this sigil on my arm. It was usually on my forearm just because it was just conveniently placed. But you could do it with oils, you could do it with water. But the fact is, every time I drew that sigil, I was adding potency to the magic. I was connecting with my intention. I was really feeling into and embodying that. And then when you're doing things on, on a daily basis or regular, it can be really easy just not to notice changes that are going on around you and just be like, oh yeah, that's just what I'm doing. And so I had my intention, I was drawing my sigil. And then towards the end of last year, probably about October, November time, I had a real desire to stop doing a lot of the work I was doing. So I was teaching in other people's groups, I was running my own membership group and I'd been doing all of those things for maybe far, it's like some of them had been five years, six years, seven years. And I was like, I don't want to do that anymore, which was really odd because I, you know, my own personal group, I'd been running for like seven or eight years. I just felt this real desire just to, to call, to pull back from it. So I stepped away from the other groups that I was teaching in. I stepped away from that. And I remember saying to my community, oh my goodness, I know something as big is coming. I just don't know what it is yet. And But I, it felt right. It wasn't that I was running away from anything. I wasn't feeling scared about anything. I just had this unwavering certainty. It was the correct thing to do, even though there was no evidence around me to say why that would be the case. And sure enough, towards the end of the year, I might have shared this actually on on the podcast, I've definitely shared it in my newsletter, I suddenly felt called to go and learn more about mental health. And it didn't really, again, it didn't make sense. So I put myself on several courses. One of them was a mental fitness course. Another one was I learned how um, mental health first aid and that all fascinating. And I was learning all of those things thinking, yeah, this is definitely right. Again, I don't know how this integrates with my magical work, but this feels like something. And actually, quite a while ago, I did write an article about 
how I do think the next big thing for us as a society, and it's like I talked about like the different generations and how that meant for a spiritual evolution or our own personal evolution rather. And I do think what's coming up next is like a spiritual evolution for mankind. But with that comes um, a focus on mental health. And when I look around and I see like anxiety levels going up with people and I, I just I, I just think like we're on the edge of this so I'm like okay my little boy's coming to an age where him and his friends in the next few years will be teenagers so I was telling myself okay it's a good to have like a really good grasp on mental health particularly mental health first aid um just because you know I just like to be prepared for things like that and it wasn't really making sense from a magical point of view and I was like okay I'll just trust I'll just trust that I'm doing this and then towards the end of the year I was like oh, I really feel like I want to like do some um, some like volunteer work. And I was like, I'm not really sure. As, as soon as I said to myself, but I'm not really sure what charity, a charity just came straight in. And I was like, ah, that's the charity. And I'm not being um, all mysterious right here, but I'm actually in the middle of training right now. So they ask you not to say anything whilst you're in training. Once I've completed the training, I will absolutely tell you what it is. But you, you might be able to guess anyway. So anyway, I suddenly thought to myself, this is the charity I want to go and volunteer for. And I remember the charity coming to school. And it's really, really bizarre. I was probably like, I don't know, 13, 14, perhaps. And I asked them a question. And I just remember asking them, this is so random, the way that we remember things. I asked them, why isn't your phone line free? And they said, oh, but we would always phone people back. And I don't know, there was something about that interaction that I just, I guess I felt heard. I'm not really sure, (laughs) but I just remember it um, of all the things you could remember from those teenage years. And as a side note, that that, uh, phone line is actually free these days, but back then it wasn't. And so I thought, do you know what, I think I'll go online and see whether how to apply to be um, a volunteer for them. And so I went online, filled out the application form. And that was, I think it was New Year's Eve. It was either Christmas Eve or New Year's Eve. I can't quite remember which one, but it was like a significant eve. And I was just like, oh, I'll just fill in this application form. And, it, you know, it took like two minutes to do because uh, basically they just wanted your like name and contact details just to express an interest. And in the beginning of the year, um, I got invited for interview. <laughs> it was like five days notice. And I was like, oh, that was a bit quicker than I expected. And I can't even remember the last time I went for an interview. It must be, I don't know, uh, 15 years or so ago. <laughs> it was a very long time ago. But actually, I enjoy I enjoy interviews. So I thought, yeah, I'll, I'll go along and like learn a little bit more about the the charity, see whether I've got the right skill set. Anyway, all the questions they asked me, um, it's very much a charity focusing on mental health. All the questions they asked me, no problem at all. How do you think you'll cope with this? Yep, no problem. Um, my background um, was in social housing. So when I was in social housing, I led on things like domestic abuse and antisocial behaviour so and um, redevelopment of communities. So I was quite comfortable talking about um, situations where people needed support. But <laughs> the one question I 
really, I, I, w- I wouldn't like to say failed, <laughs> but they looked at me because I just, they asked me this question and I just looked at them blankly and I was like, what? And I was like, how do I answer this? How do I answer this like a muggle? How do I answer this without like scaring them off with all of my magic? And the question was simply, how do you support yourself? And I just looked at them completely blank and I was like, oh my God, how do I support myself? Now, how I support myself is I talk to my magical friends, I check out all of the astrology that's going on, I light candles, I create magical teas, you know, I go out into nature and I do all of these things to support myself. You know, I reach out to my magical friends and, you know, ask them to to do things for me and with me. And I just looked at them completely blank. And they must have thought I was quite strange because they said, do you want to come back to that question? And I was like, no, because I feel incredibly supported. You know, talking to the fairies, talking to the gods and the goddesses, talking to the plants. And I was like, how do I say this? How do I say this (laughs) without them thinking I'm in crisis? And I was like, um, I said, I know what you want me to say. And I was like, oh my gosh, Rebecca, what are you doing? <laughs> so like the rest of the, the interview I was really confident with in this one question, I was like, ah. So yes, um, part of this will have to be me learning to be a muggle because it's, you know, when it's just me, it doesn't matter, does it? You know, me and my, my you know, doing the stuff that I do and with my friends and family, I can be as magical as I like. But suddenly I was like, oh, I have to like tone this down at least for the interview. Or maybe I shouldn't have done. Maybe I should have just gone full out. They know what I do now, but I just didn't tell them in the interview. And so anyway, um, they offered me um, a training position so I could come in and train. And it's just so magical the way the world works. So they did the training in February or September. That was it. So if I hadn't have applied when I felt called to apply on a very inconvenient date... You know, I would have missed out on the interviews, which means I wouldn't have been able to start till September. And actually, it's a really robust training, which actually, you know, I should hope that it is. Um, so I'm I'm sat there going, OK, so I've done all this mental health training. I'm volunteering for a charity that's very much involved with mental health and I'm doing lots of magic. Um, you know, still teaching magic, got the podcast, doing my doing my app, doing my spell breaking class, having my magical community. So it felt like there were two paths going off in different directions and it made no sense to me. I was like, I don't understand it. They feel so different. And you know, when you're in something, you sometimes don't see the connections as quickly as you could have done. So I'm just trusting. That's it. I'm just like, okay, it feels right. It's a good skill to have. I'm giving back to the community, which is what I really feel like I want to do. I'm just going to keep going and trust. And so then in, when are we at? Like middle of January, perhaps beginning of January. So I'd already gone for the interview, been offered the position. The training has started. I'm actually halfway through the training and the training is excellent. I'm really, really impressed with the training, actually, and I can't wait to tell you all what it is. <laughs> I'm like, this this organisation is brilliant, but like I say, they ask you not to say anything until you've completed the training, so I will respect that. And then I had I randomly saw on an Instagram post someone talking about the University of Exeter, which is in the southwest of England, not far from when I, where I grew up as a child, was doing an MA in magic and occult science, and I went, oh my God, I want to do that. Now, I had actually seen it advertised last year, 
but it just it it didn't register i was doing so many things teaching so many classes there was no space when i took those things away and i stopped doing all of those things towards the end of the year i suddenly had space i had space to learn new things about mental health i had space to offer my time to do a volunteer and suddenly i had space to recognise new opportunities when they were being presented. And how many times in our life are we so busy, 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 busy that we don't notice when things come across our path? Because I had seen that course, that university course, and gone, oh yeah, that sounds fun. But I never even considered that I would go back to university and do it. But this time, because I had a bit more space, I was like, I want to go and do that. An MA in magic and occult science. How fun does that sound? So I went and like uh, researched what it was doing, all of the things that I love exploring. It's basically religion, philosophy and history, <laughs> um, but wrapped up in a, a magical guise. And I was like, oh, I want to do that. And they're, and it's like oral tradition and hello, love talking, love podcasting. And I'm like, yes, this is what I want to do. Now, when I used to live in Cornwall, Exeter was about 50 minutes away from me. Exeter today is about three and a bit hours, depending on the time of day. So on the days when I so I applied to university, I got offered the place and I'm like, oh, that's like a seven hour round trip. So this is like dedication at its highest. Anyway, so when I was applying for university, um, I had to do a personal statement. And this is where it all came together for me. In fact, doing that whole university process was was really interesting for me. I, you know, had to do a personal statement about why I wanted to to do this, why I was the right person to do it. I also had to write a CV, and again, I hadn't written a CV in oh my gosh, I can't even remember longer ago than I'd had an interview. But what it did do, actually, doing my CV. It made, and I I recommend, I mean, I'm sure most of you already have up-to-date CVs, but it was really interesting because it's about magic. It was like my professional experience in like everyday world, but also my magical experience and all of the training and education I had already done in magic. And when I wrote it all down, I was like, holy broomsticks, there's a lot there. (laughs) And then I had to write down things that I have published so I've written my own books, I've created my own journals, I've been in magazines and, you know, things like that. I'm like, oh, wow, you know, my work has been around a lot of places. And so it just really made me appreciate, like, all that I've done because it's easy to forget. You know, it's easy to forget like, the training course we do here and there, like the learning that we've done, the experience we've had from, like, previous places. It's like, I would never have thought my experience at working in social housing would have helped the charity. But of course it does. Everything weaves together. We never do anything in silo. The information and experience we take from one area of our life, we then take into another area of our life. And we're just weaving that fabric, weaving that web all the time into a richer uh, like flavour, into a richer tapestry of who we are and the skills and experience we have. And you know, I should know these things. Every Sunday, for those of you that have paid on the app, I do a grace practice. Um, I've also done this on the podcast as well, where it's an end of week practice where grace is an acronym for five stage process. And part of that is about recognising who we are 
and what we've done because it's so easy to forget all that we've done. And yet there I was writing a CV going, oh my goodness, (laughs) all of the things that I have done. So anyway, I've now got two paths in front of me. I've got this mental health path and I've now got this magical path. And I'm like, I'm now going to university to do magic. What is going on? How do I bring these two? why, Why are they feeling so separate? And so when I started to write my personal statement, I was chatting to a friend and I was like, oh, you know, can't, can't remember the last time I've had to like big myself up like this. And I was like, okay. And I was thinking about it. And one of the, when I was reading through like, you know, how to fill in your personal statement and it, it, it said, why do you want to do this? And I thought saying just because it sounds super fun probably isn't the correct answer. <laughs> or maybe not one that an academic institute would appreciate so much. I mean, maybe they would take a punt on me, but perhaps not. And then I started thinking about it. I'm like, what is it about magic that I really love? You know, what is it that I feel so, inc- just like so activated by the idea of magic that I'm so passionate? Like, I want people to know and experience their magic. I spend like every waking day going, right, how can I get magic to more people? How can I get people to tap into their magic? what can I do? It's like why I love doing the podcast. It's why I love doing the app. It's why on my blog you'll find like hundreds and hundreds of um, articles. It's like so much content for people to connect with their magic. And I'm like, oh, you know, it's it's really simple at its core is it it connects us to our own inner authority and it reminds us that we can create change. It reminds us in a world that wants us to be disempowered, in a world that you know, benefits from us doubting ourselves, from us playing small, from us conforming, it reminds us that we have more power and influence than we think. It reminds us that we can create change. Even if we feel all alone, even if we don't know where to start, we can light a candle. We can say an affirmation. We can create a sigil. We can connect to the trees. We can feel the sun on our face. We can stir our cup of tea or coffee or drink in the morning in a clockwise direction and activate more of our energy. We can choose our magical knickers and change the entire course of our day. And so I started thinking about this, thinking, yeah, this is why I want to do this, because it connects us back into our power. It gives us agency. It connects us to that energy of having more influence. It allows us to walk our own path and stay sure on that path, even if other people around us are doubting us, even if society are going, oh, don't do that. And then it dawned on me. I mean, like, I'm sure many of you listening are going, Rebecca, it's so obvious. How how can you not see the connection between magic and mental health, <laughs> right? Because I absolutely believe that, and again, this is from my 20 plus years working with people in this capacity, is that when people are disconnected from their power, when they're disconnected from their magic, when they feel like they have no options in the world, that's when people have poor mental health. You know, that's when people struggle with their mental health. When people recognise that actually they have more power and agency than they they believe, well, that's when they start to get better mental health. Now, it's really interesting. The term mental health I struggled with for a, for a little while because I'm like, um, 
magic and mental health. I'm like, oh yes, but you know, I'm not saying magic will cure things like bipolar. And a friend of mine said, and I said, oh, maybe I should call it something different, like, you know, mental well-being. And she said to me, well, she goes, if somebody had stubbed their toe or if somebody had something very serious with their physical body, you wouldn't differentiate between physical health. It would be someone has physical health, they're either in poor physical health or in really good physical health. And she said, really, you need to use the term mental health to normalise it because there's still such stigma around the term mental health. And I was still in that energy too. I was like, well, I want to talk about like magic and mental health, but I couldn't really use the term mental health because people will assume that it's poor mental health. And I suddenly went, but why would they? You know, if someone are said about physical health, you wouldn't assume somebody was like on their last legs. You would just think, oh, they could be in really great physical health. And it, we need to be using the term mental health in that same way. And I was like, oh, okay. So when I was writing my personal statement, I wrote down that I really wanted to, like, it, obviously you have to do like a dissertation and stuff. And it's like, I wanted to explore the connection between magic and mental health. Like when we lost connection with the land, when we lost connection with our stories, when we were disempowered and told you're not allowed to like do divination or herbs as, you know, the history has shown us that magic has come in and out of fashions. And I want to have a look at that and explore how that impacts our mental health. And I wrote it all and it was very front and centre and I just thought thought to myself, because my thinking is, it being at a, a, a university like Exeter University, which has a very good reputation worldwide, is it brings the gravitas to magic of it not just being something twee for people to do, but that has history, roots and culture. Um, and I was like, this is what I want to do. So it's front and centre of my application. And I just thought, you know, maybe that's not where they want to go with this. You know, maybe they don't want someone going on about mental health and magic. And, you know, perhaps they think it's, a, you know, not something they want to be associated with. But they said yes. So this is what I will be doing this year is very much in the the um, support of mental health in all of its forms. But also towards the end of the year, zipping off down to Exeter to do my MA in magic and occult sciences, really exploring magic and mental health and how we can like positively impact people's mental health to give them more agency. Like I say, not to cure um, mental, like poor mental health, but to, you know, stave off a lot of the the mental health that we see at the moment, poor mental health that we see at the moment. So that is my update. But as a funny aside, oh my goodness, I am, I had an existential crisis because when I'm doing the volunteer work, you have to get um, a criminal check to make sure you're like a, a good person. And I can't prove who I am. <laughs> I've had to go and re-get my birth certificate. I've had to go back because um, I've been married and divorced and I've had a name change and I didn't maybe update my documents as efficiently as I should have done. And so I've had to go back 
all the way to try and prove who I am, which has been quite an entertaining process. So yes, I am legally Rebecca Anuwin, but I can't technically prove that apart from I had my name changed by deed poll. Um, <laughs> and so I've had to have um, my driver's license, my passport and utility bills put in my correct name. So that has also been entertaining as such. So if anyone out there doesn't have all of their legal documents in their correct name, and absolutely my fault, my responsibility, I totally should have done this. It's just one of those things that just never got done. But if you don't have all of those documents done, here's my little nudge to you. Get them sorted out quickly before before you actually need them. So that's my update. And so I would love to hear, where are you on your path today? In fact, actually, in um, our spell breaking class, we do a live spell breaking class every two weeks. And um, someone was saying, oh, I feel like I'm going on a totally different path. And it's like, yeah, sometimes we do, because that's the that's how it has to be and it's like you know when we have a dream or desire it's like not all dreams and desires are supposed to be realized some of them are just supposed to get us off the starting blocks they're supposed to get us moving towards something and I'm totally okay with that and I was like when I was doing the mental health work I was like oh you know maybe this is just for my own personal um, experience and evolution to use in my private life. And, you know, it's also very handy if you're working with people and you, you start to notice the, these other signs. And so I was totally happy for it just to be, you know, a little side quest that I went on, but it felt more than that. And like I say, and at the same time, I'm like, magic is who I am. It's what I, you know, it's what I'm here to do. And it was really interesting walking both of those paths, feeling like they were going in opposite directions. And then I found the missing piece, which was university. And then just by randomly scrolling on Instagram, and I happened to see this post, honestly, it couldn't be more funny. And when I sat down to actually write the personal statement, I was like, oh, this is how it all fits together. So my takeaway is, first of all, get all your, ident all your ID stuff up to date, which I'm sure you all have done. None of you is <laughs> as terrible as me. But then write yourself a CV, update your CV, but do one that includes your magical spiritual work and your everyday work, because you'll see a lot of parallels that maybe you consider them separate, but we always bring parts of ourselves to both of those aspects. So do one of those <laughs> and then write a personal statement. It's like, but I wrote mine for university, but if you have a currently working on a, a goal or an intention, write a personal statement as to why you're the right person for that intention. Why, like your, what your skills, your history bring to that, but also why you want it, what your intention to do that with. Because writing my personal statement for, for university suddenly brought both of those paths together. And I was like, how did I not see this? And I'm sure many of you are laughing at me right now going, oh my God, Rebecca, from the second you started talking, hashtag of course, obvious. But in that moment while I was in it, there wasn't. So the takeaways from this are create space where you can, because when we create space, we notice the magic that's around us. Follow the curiosities, even if they don't make sense. <laughs> um, and trust. 
you know, stay aligned, keep moving forward in the direction that feels aligned, trusting, and then do those and then take action. You know, I had to go, oh yeah, I've just applied. Seems like an odd time to do it, but I'll apply. And everything, all the timing sorted out. Do get your ID sorted out, just in case anyone out there's got married, divorced, had name changes. Um, <laughs> get those updated. It's quite useful. But also have a go at writing your CV and a personal statement for your intention, because that was the piece for me that made me go, oh, that makes sense. Okay, so if you're on Spotify, you can leave a comment in Spotify or you can message me if you're on my community, come and have a chat. Um, Instagram is where I play more than Facebook. Let me know where is your path taking you at the moment? Is it a certainty or is it just a curiosity at the moment? Because all of it is valid. So thank you very much for joining me. Um, I look forward to speaking to you again soon. Um, Bye for now.